What's going on, everybody? Thanks for tuning in on Pogo City Radio. Andrew Bedlam here, getting you ready for next week's Spiky Top show going down in Kearney, New Jersey with Fear Gods. And here's Fear Gods to start off this episode. Right, that was Fear Gods coming out of Jersey. Now, uh, yeah, I know Johnny from Headwound, the singer of that band, and I was uh, talking to Mike Ramirez a while back from Poor Man Inc., and I was like, yo, yo, why don't we see, it was actually New Year's Eve, I was like, why don't we see if you could get, like, Fear Gods, maybe, and then, like, fucking an hour later, he was like, Fear Gods are in, so yes. Yeah, I gotta take my dabs. It was it was rough. I I tried to take one during that song, right? And I got I got a couple of these like dab locators. So we gotta talk about my marijuana frustrations and stress as usual. But uh, so I, I've been getting these dab locator pens. They're not pens like you smoke out of, like they dispense the dab. I kind of like them. I kind of don't. They have their pros. They have their cons. But what I damn well know is I'd prefer my dabs in a goddamn jar. So that. I, I end there, and for some reason, the apothecarium, like, okay, so I bought, like, they've had gauge jars. I'm not that crazy about gauge. Like, I'm just not. I think the kind tree shit is better. It's a little cheaper. It, oh, it, it tastes better a lot of the time. I get higher from it. All the time, I get this gauge shit. So, like, I'll go, I'll get, like, three or four grams every Friday. You know what I mean? And uh, I pre-order them. Go there, pick them shits up. So I know what I like. They haven't had my sour diesel. They've had diesel pie, which is like 
a little bit like sour D, but the diesel pie they've had is only in the Dablicator, and it's by Kind Tree, and I don't like it as much as I like sour diesel, and everything that comes in the Dablicators comes out like a sauce, which I fucking hate, okay? Like, I like batters and crumbles and shatters. Like, you know what I mean? Sauce is all right. I don't only want sauce, and to be honest, it's like my least favorite one. I will say there are these new, like, so they used to have, you could put on like a, a pen like that you would smoke out oil out of. They had those things, they kind of look like meth pipes. There'd be like a glass bulb you could put on the top of your pen and then there'd be like a ceramic dish in there with a coil and you would put your dab on that and it would heat up and they never, ever, ever, ever fucking work and they have always sucked. Well, as of a couple months ago, it came over another device that looks straight up like an oil pen would be so you got your battery and then you got the mouthpiece where the THC oil would be this looks just like that except it's all like chrome or whatever and it unscrews coils are in there there's a screen on top of them they work so much better it actually works it works great the hardest thing to do though is packing it to get because it's like mm, a fucking half of an inch, quarter, quarter of an inch drop. So it's like you got this sticky ass dab and you want to get it on that screen that's down there, but you're working in a hole the size of a, like think if you popped the pencil eraser out of a pencil and then you had the hole like a little bit bigger than that or like a pen cap hole if you had a pen cap so you're trying to get a dab in this pen cap hole but it's a little recessed so you also don't want it on the sides of the device you can't just like scrape it on the wall so these little dablicators if you squirt they're kind of like a needle if you like give it a good push being an oil it like really fucking ejaculates it if you will and like spews it out into these new devices, so it's kind of useful for that. But they get on my fucking nerves, and they don't have, I, I don't want to call them flavors, the strains that I want as much. And like, this fucking gauge shit is overpriced, and I just don't like it. And that's the only ones they got on the jars. Then I went back for more on Saturday, even though I just bought some on Friday, because I figured out the way you could squirt it into the pen, and like, oh my god, I went through that gram so quick. I go through them way too quick in the dablicators. That's also part of the problem. So I go back Saturday. They don't have any jars of concentrate whatsoever and I'm pissed and I think I know why they didn't tell me this this time but if you've been listening to my weed drama the fucking the packaging they, people don't like the packaging so it all got recalled and blah 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 and I can't get good fucking weed anymore and fucking so I think so the last time I got some gauge the packaging the weed was all over it like it was pretty bad but like here's the thing though I didn't lose any weed. Like, it's a bitch to have to scrape it off the top or maybe the side or maybe the little rubber thing. That sucks. But, like, you're totally capable of doing it and it doesn't waste anything. And now I can't get fucking dabs in a jar because of this packaging bullshit? Like, I'm not positive that's what it is this time. They told me that's what it was the last time and this is the same thing that happened again, so I'm pretty sure that's why, especially when the day before when I got some from Gage. So they had Kind Tree update their packaging. And then they update their packaging. I'm like, this isn't even any different. I, I didn't care in the first place, but this doesn't stop that problem from happening. And then I'm getting the Gage shit. And literally yesterday, I'm thinking, I'm like, these Gage containers are the same as the old Kind Tree containers. Why are they okay for Gage, but not okay for Kind Tree? And then Gage has like this piece of plastic on the top, too, in the middle. Not on the top, but in the middle. And I was like, maybe that's why. But like I said, it was all messy. And then today, there was none. So I don't know, people. I'd rather have the weed be messy and smokable than just not be there. Like, if, if it's that much of a problem, don't buy it. Wow, we went off on a tangent. I meant to go off on a tangent. It's supposed to be about some cunt I met on Facebook, but we'll get there later. We'll get there later. I had people asking me to do it. So, <laughs> but uh, yeah. Andrew Bethlehem here, told you about that show. In the intro, we started out the show with a Bergen County band in 
beer gods and uh, my band, the Spiky Top, Sean's band, Renee, Joe. I always feel the name need to say every person's name. Like I come off full of myself as it is to begin with, and then it's like my band, but also Renee's and Joe's and Sean's. But like you know, it just takes longer. But uh, we all got a show going on as the Spiky Tops, poor man, New Jersey, throwing it together, New Jersey punk and hardcore night because we're a Jersey band. That's right, because we're an East Coast band. We're from every state in the East Coast. But uh, yeah, Jimmy's Lounge, 188 Midland Avenue, Kearney, New Jersey, Saturday, February 24th, six days from today. Fear God's the way of the Graveyard School, not to be mistaken with Graveyard Schoolgirls, who's a band I'm coming out with someday, I bet. Uh, Spiky Tops and Bride Riot. So it is 7.30 p.m., $15 to get in. It's a bar, 21 plus. It's going to be a blast. I've been to a couple shows there. Always worth going to. U.S. Chaos, Head Wounds. Who else did we see there? The Parasitics. That was all one show. I'm pretty sure the three bands I just rattled off was all the same show. Maybe I've only been there once. I don't know. It was a good time, though. I'll tell you that fucking much. And uh, definitely looking forward to playing there. Once again, that's Fear Gods, The Way Of, Graveyard School, The Spiky Tops, and Bride Riot at 730 Next Saturday from this recording, February 24th, Corny, New Jersey, Midland Avenue, Poor Man Inc., $15 at the door, five bands, full bar, get there, room to dance, room to sit, it's a nice spot, nice little outside drinking section if you need that for all you fucking smokers out there, but yeah, definitely a good time, good time, I'm gonna talk about getting ready and doing all that. I want to talk about uh, me and Jess went to the movies this week. So we got some stuff to talk about. We just hanging out. It's a Sunday. The reason why I went on that weed tangent, never even capped it off. I couldn't take a good dab because I'm smoking Reclaim, even though I got plenty, plenty of dabs. Like, I've went through a gram and a half, almost two grams. I've went through two grams in two days, and we can't be doing that. We can't be doing that. So I'm up here smoking the Reclaim, and my dumbass, so I got a Nectar Collector. And, like, fuck what you heard, yo. Maybe you got a bad Nectar Collector. Nectar Collectors are the fucking shit. If you have a glass one with a silicone bottom and it goes on your bong. Dude, I've been using them for years. They save my life all the time. They keep my bongs cleaner and then I will like straight up have a gram of some fucked up, mixed up, exotic as fuck surprise in there when I'm fucking broke. But I'm not broke and I have mad weed and I'm smoking it anyway. But trying to conserve the other weed. But I, you gotta put the fucking nectar collector bottom back on or else it's not open and air just pulls through and like the rookie mistake that I almost make like every time I use it is so the nectar collector you take it off then there's reclaimed dabs in there it's not the same as resin it's reclaimed dabs in there and you just scrape it out it's like a jar and you just go and re-fucking smoke it but you gotta remember to put the jar bottom back on or else it's like having a carb open like a fucking one inch fucking you know carb and like all the air goes through and you waste it so i wasted like half of the reclaimed dab i was taking but now i'm going to be smoking out of this little orange thing i smoke of that uh lcj gave us but uh yeah we're gonna play some music i hope to see you guys at the next show but uh we started off with fear gods and uh who should we play next. You know, Spiky Tops have another show going on in May, and we're playing with the Misos and Riverside Odds, and that is May, I want to say 17th. I'll have to look up and find the flyer, but uh, Riverside Odds, Spiky Tops, and the Misos all playing together, bringing punk rock back to the Lehigh Valley. Let's get over to the Riverside Odds. Odds up next. This comes off their most recent album from 2023, Punching Above Our Weight. Here's more rock and roll on.
I need more goddamn butane. Goddamn, it took me so long. I, I luckily managed to take two dabs during that amazing track by Riverside Odds. I need more rock and roll. But uh, yeah, my butane definitely low in my lighter, man. Took me forever to heat up them dabs. I'm surprised I snuck in too. <laughs> I said, God damn. All right, so punk rocking at the Lafayette Bar, the Misos, the Spiky Tops, and who you just heard, Riverside Odds, Friday, May 17th, as I already said, because I am a genius with a big, hard brain from uh, for you Brooklyn Nine-Nine fans out there. But uh, Friday, May 17th, this going down at the Lafayette Bar, 8 p.m. in Easton, $10 at the door, bitches. Doesn't get much better than that. Punk rock, $10, booze, Come pogo it up. Like, enough said. Be there. Like, it's fucking 13, not even 12 blocks from my house. Yay. Go. Pogo. Yes. Up and down. All around with the Misos. So uh, we'll work in the Misos as well. And uh, why don't we work in the Misos? And then we're going to chit-chat. So let's get the Misos in there. Now, uh, I was uh, saw the Misos before Chad was with them with a uh, show that Rob uh, Rob Alpac, if that's how you say his name, from Scranton, not R.I.P. Rob. But, uh, yeah, I saw him at a show he booked at the Jazz Cafe, and uh, Chad has since joined. I've seen them several times with Chad. They put out a new release recently, and like I said, we're playing with them May 17th, and the Riverside Odds, I just jumped onto their fucking Facebook, I meant to pull up the Misos music, and I'm over on their Instagram, but um, I, I, I guess we should play, I really like, so I played Smack Daddy last, I really like the, uh, what is it? Life ain't that. I, I like that song a lot from the 2021 release, but I play it on here a lot. So they also, I believe this would be their latest release, Quarter Past Broke. Now, well, I guess we'll play something off that. I haven't heard any of these tracks yet, but let's check out Asshole with uh, Chad on drums, the Misos coming out of Pennsylvania up next on Pogo. Right, that was the Misos right there. Now, don't quote me. I said I've yet to hear that song, but I've definitely seen it live. I feel like that's the bass player singing. That's not the regular singer. I saw them do that at the Lafayette Bar, where we'll be playing with them May 17th. Pretty sure that's the bass player. And uh, I remember liking that song and watching him sing it. So uh, let's check out another one by the Misos. Same release. Here's... Can't hear you on Pogo. Twofer from the Misos.
new from the Misos coming out of Pennsylvania. Hit up Trish if you guys want to book them. Always fun to work with Trish. She uh, really putting together the May show. I was like, I was saying on here and I was looking for places to have shows and this and that. And I was like, let me hit up Trish. Bet you Trish will get something cooking for us. So uh, it's like Trish McCormick on Facebook or something like that. So uh, hit her up to book some shows with them. Miso's a lot of fun. And yeah, that was definitely the bass player. I can't, I, I've met them several times, but I, I can't think of the two dudes' names right now. Sorry. But I could tell right away that was the bass player singing, and that is the. Uh, other guitar players singing. Trish plays guitar as well. She plays a uh, junior, I believe. I th I think the singer plays a junior too. Trish definitely plays a junior. He plays some kind of Gibson, and um, the bass player plays like an old Gibson bass too. Like, uh, but yeah, fun band, fun band. Come see him in Easton. It's I feel it's been a minute. Uh, if you're not so Phillipsburg is New Jersey. So technically, it can't be part of the Lehigh Valley. The Lehigh Valley is a Pennsylvania thing. So Easton is the first town in Pennsylvania, the first town in the Lehigh Valley, which is like, you know, the ABE, Allentown, Bethlehem, Easton. Those are the three big ones. They got like Kyle Sockland, Whitehall, and all that bullshit too. But uh, the, yeah, the Valley ain't had punk rock in a minute. Like Allentown was kicking ass before fucking... A pandemic but like i feel like ain't shit happening in allentown and like ain't shit happening in the Eastern and ain't shit really happening in fucking bethlehem it feels like so like trying to bring some punk rock back to the lehigh valley so come represent show that there's a reason to have shows here you know what i mean it's a friday night local show i would love to see all the fucking jacks and the katasakwa crew come out and show some support for the misos the spiky tops and riverside odds riverside odds got ginger from the drugettes on drums i know the whole jacks crew loved the fucking drew gets the drew gets were goddamn goddesses at the jacksonian but uh, yeah but uh love the drew gets was hanging out with elijah not too long ago getting tattoos gonna go get some more soon gonna go say hi to eli again uh, but uh yeah so uh, we got the shows coming up, and I was just sitting here. We were at rehearsal yesterday, and Joe fucking, uh, he got us this sweet-ass Spiky Tops banner. Not sure, some type of vinyl, some type of PVC. Very nice, all printed nice with the logo. It had man rivets in it. I was like, oh, hell yeah, Joe. You the fucking man rivets and all. He wasn't even cheap and only put four. The motherfuckers got like a rivet like every 18 inches on there. I was like, fuck yeah. Yes, but dude, it's a bitch trying to hang those fucking things. And then on top of that, you're playing in like some bar or some basement. There's nowhere to hang it. There's nothing to hang it with. My man's got rivets, but yeah. <laughs> But uh, God bless Joe. But I, I think I think if I read right, they probably won't be there in time. There's shirts, but I don't think they'll be ready for Saturday. Maybe they will. Come and find out. I don't know. We didn't talk about it at practice, and I don't read messages. I briefly glance at them and look for things that will make me angry in them and then flip about them, if we're being honest. That's just how my brain works. But <laughs> I think they also call that being an asshole. <laughs> Pardon my French, but you're an asshole. Ah, uh, yes, but uh, yeah, so come out to the Spiky Top Show, but we're, we're, we're rehearsing. That bitch Renee, she may have had a, a surgery or something, but she is fine, and she is doing good, so she wasn't at rehearsal, but uh, she'll be at the show, and uh, like, so, you know, Spiky Tops, it was kind of just like, you know, okay, we're going to do this, and we did it, and now we're ready to go, and we had fucking shows booked and a seven-inch recorded before we had a set list, enough tracks to do a set list. So, like, this is definitely our first real show and uh, coming up next Saturday. So, you know, it's it's been a minute. It's been... I think it's been two years since I've played a show, right? So, like, so, and I... 
I've played a handful of shows on guitar, like two maybe. Okay, and like I I do a lot. Like I play guitar in this. Like if you know the way I play music, I I don't make things simple or easy on myself. So, but like I'm actually playing guitar in this. So like you know it's one of the first times I'm actually like oh god I have to play guitar and like be good. This isn't a joke. But. <laughs> So, you know, I got my guitar board all set up and like I'm not I, I might like the specifics of what pedal, but not even as far as that. But the big thing is like, like, of course, I bring the Gibson, but it's like, how many guitars do I bring? Do I bring my amp? Do I bring a head? Do I bring my amp in a box? Do I go with the back line? And I'm like curious. So if you're in there in podcast land or on Facebook, you know, hit us up in the comments and let comments in the comments and let us know. But uh, me personally, I mean, especially with the bass, man, I, I want my shit. Like, I care about how I sound. I hate that whole, this is fucking punk rock and it's fun to suck. Suck my dick, okay? You can do that, I'm not. First of all, I I don't, why? I don't know, I, I don't know. Especially if you know how. Secondly, it's it's one thing when you're 14. It's one thing when you're, you're, you're picking it up. Me, personally, I wanna be good, I have, goals. I, I, I want to be better. I want to be better for myself. I want to be better for you. I want to, I enjoy myself. It's something that I see myself get better at and it gives me confidence like in life, like guitar, music, bass, like seriously has that much of an impact on my psyche. Like no fucking shit. It's all I do. So it, it damn well better. But like, so it, what I definitely take everything serious. Like we have some shows, but I'm, oh, I'm sure there'll be five people there. But like I, I'm coming with my amp and my pedal board and my guitar and I'm gonna try and kick some fucking ass. That's what the fuck I'm gonna do, you know what I mean? But uh, so I'm I, I, like, I think, see me personally when it comes down to the amp thing, so like I have a Fender twin back there and it's an evil twin. Now to me, I like that to an ant's amp snob, lame, but at least tube, but I feel like bougie-ass amp snobs who are like, like you know, all tube amp all the time, and that's what I have my, as a Fender twin, but it's a new one. It's an evil twin, and it's like, oh, Fender's boring. What's the point of having like a tube amp on a Fender, and if like you're playing heavy music, it just like sounds like a loud amp, and like da-da-da-da-da, da-da-da-da, da-da-da. All right, now, first of all, I want a twin A, because I like two speakers. I like at a base I use three. You know what I mean? But so I like the idea of having multiple speakers. A twin is also a hundred watts. Why the evil twin? New technology more reliant than old technology, new technology far cheaper than old technology that breaks down more. Now, don't get me wrong, you wanna hit me off with some like 1960s Fender Twin? No, I will take that shit in a heartbeat. I come give it to me, baby. But in, in the practical real world, on top of that, the evil twin, if I played that thing in this house, and it was a regular twin, like I would blow the roof off this place. Having an evil twin has a power attenuator, which means I can take that 100 watt amp and knock it down to a 25 watt amp and to buy like an external power attenuator, they're like thousands of dollars to take, like if Renee wanted to take her Mesa amp, have her Mesa sound and um, like play in her bedroom, like, it's like impossible. You need a power attenuator. She would have to pay a lot of money for something like that. Mine has one built in. It also has an effects loop built in, which I've tried to take advantage of. But for a motherfucker who likes to make things complicated, fuck that shit. That shit is a pain in the fucking dick. I try to eliminate cables, not add more. And I have a wireless system. We're not going to go down that rabbit hole, but it has that capability. And uh, 
but like so I like and also I like a fender like it's trustworthy it's American made even if it's not an old school one but on top of that I like a blank loud canvas because I want to use pedals I wouldn't put my pedal board, some people would, I wouldn't put my pedals in front of Renee's triple rectifier because a triple rectifier does a thing. Like a triple rectifier has a sound that it does. That's the point of having the triple rectifier and not having a Fender Twin and not having an AC50. You know what I mean? So like if I, same thing like a 5150 amp or something like that, like I wouldn't have like 10 fucking overdrives in front of it. I would probably have like a boost pedal and if I want to use like chorus, like actual effects pedals, yes, but I'm talking overdrive, distortion, fuzz. Like I'm, I'm not gonna, like I'm not, I would probably have like a boost pedal, some type of screamer, like some type of solo, like one of those things to give me like an extra notch on a solo maybe, but like that amp sounds like that amp, but that's not the approach I like to always use. I want a 5150 as a another means of sound, only having one main way to generate sound due to my bank account. Like, I'm going to go with a Fender Twin that has a loud blank sound so I can have 12,000 pedals and make this amp sound drastically different. And I can run amp in a boxes in front of it and make it sound very different. I can use the, oh, I never do, use the other channel on it. But like, so for me, it's perfect. Also, secondly, getting back to things about attenuation, people looking at triple rectifiers versus dual rectifiers versus like the little 10 watt boogies, right? So like uh, if my amp didn't have an attenuator, right? If I couldn't knock down the power from 100 watts to 25 watts, because when I have that knocked down to 25 watts as I do now, I, I can't make that shit louder than three, four. Like when we play with the drums, like I turn it up to like four if we're hitting them shits hard. Like I can't get louder. Like we'd rock the roof off this place. So like if you have, so say my amp, didn't have a power attenuator and say I didn't have a bunch of pedals and I just wanted overdrive and I wanted to make distortion if this was like, you know, back in the day, Jimi Hendrix era, and this is what they used to have to do before he had like the big muff and the fuzz face and all that. When they're holding them giant Marshall cabinets, they're playing them at full volume. That's why like Eric Clapton recorded the way he recorded and there's these stories about the engineers being like, tell that son of a bitch to turn down his fucking guitar, that unprofessional bastard, but he's like, no, I need it bleeding through everything and blowing everything up because that's the sound because that was distortion, you know what I mean? If I needed to do that with my 100 watt twin, I would have to overdrive the 100 watt tubes. I would have to make those 100 watt tubes overperform. I, I that that I have to play this at full volume, blow it up, like really kick ass hundred watts. So when you're seeing these people at Jimi Hendrix shows holding giant fucking speakers over their head, they're holding them at full volume, and he is blowing them up before. Like, and I mean, sometimes they actually literally blow up. That happened many times back in the day, but in the way I'm using it, I mean, blowing it up as pushing it to its max. But uh, they did literally blow up a lot. I forget, one of those country early guys used to blow up his rig all the time. But uh, so if you have a 10 watt amp, you can blow that up easier. That's better for recording. Like Renee's amp, I've seen it be used to record because she records in awesome studios and there's like an isolation cabinet, you know what I mean? And then you can take your big 150 watt amp and throw it in its own closet and put a microphone in front of it. This is, I've recorded like this. We recorded Squeak Creek like this and like the amps in another room and it's all mic'd up and you got this big amp working at full capacity and it's, it's not rocking off the roof because like you're in a studio and everything's like sounding the right way and all that but if you're at like your house recording if you have a 10 watt Mesa Boogie amp 
then you can crank that bitch up and you put a mic in front of that and there you go. But Renee can't do that in her living room, but Renee doesn't need to do that in her living room, but I need to do that in my attic. So I like a Fender twin with a power attenuator that makes it an evil twin, bitches. And then as far as what do you bring, I mean, it depends on what's there. I also feel like you're always gonna be disappointed. It's like maybe if you're the bass player like me, like me, I, I would bring two cabinets everywhere I went. I would bring two cabinets everywhere I went, even a rehearsal in a studio every week. And like, like maybe you would only bring one, but like I'm bringing two and using two. And like my twin, it's like, what am I gonna do? Okay, so maybe there's an awesome Marshall there. But see, uh, I don't want to jump on a Marshall that I'm not familiar with because a Marshall kind of does a thing like a Mesa kind of does a thing, but a Marshall's not as heavy as the Mesa, and I'd be torn about, like, my overdrives. And, like, if I had a Marshall at my house and I knew how I liked that Marshall set up, well, then fine. But I don't want to do that because I care about how I sound. So I bring the twin. I think I just made it up in my own mind. I think we all knew that's where I was landing. Where did you land? Tell us in the comments. But uh, yeah, why don't we play some more goddamn music? We've talked about the spiky tops. Now, uh, I used to have the spiky tops <coughs> on YouTube, the recorded tracks, but I kind of took them down because I didn't think we were releasing that, and we are, so sorry, but I did leave you one that you can check out. So go to YouTube and check out Spiky Tops, Spiky Anthem. This is the, uh, you know, this is the recording from the album, but it's actually not, it's, it's not the mix from the album, so the album actually does have a slightly different sounding track that you probably won't even notice, but uh, this is uh, one of the tracks coming from our upcoming 7-inch on Joe Pogo Records. Totally pumped to be working with them on some releases. The Erections coming out with a new one on Joe Pogo Records. That's going to be awesome. Our album, 7-inch, our 7-inch is coming. I think the Erections are doing a full length, don't quote me, but ours is a 7-inch, and uh, this track is coming off it, so here's the Spiky Tops featuring Renee, Sean, Joe and myself. Uh, Joe sings this one. Spiky anthem, Pogo City. Playing from Andrew's S23 Ultra. screaming that part see like in that song if you ask me the whole thing the the reason that i feel that song is catchy and has the whole pogo vibe is the tone of the guitar and i know everyone thinks you know like punk rock and simple and and just go but i think like the tone of that guitar is all chorus like to me, I, I wish I could think of a more flattering word, but I use the word cheesy, but like I don't mean it like negatively. People love cheesy, cheesy 80s horror. That's a very cheesy sounding tone to me. You know what I mean? It's my tone, but it's a chorus pedal. And like 
to me, w the difference of making that song like, ah, oh, sweet, and like, oh, okay, is the tone. So it's like, that's why little things like that are important to me. And I also just like figuring out those problems. Like, it's crazy. My life has plenty of problems, but I don't want to deal with those. But I'd sure like to figure out how we can make that guitar sound exactly how I want it to. Like, <laughs> that's a problem I like finding the solution to. But, uh, yeah. Fuck, man. Fuck. Yes. But, uh, so I'm not bored there. Like, for example, like, I feel like no one would use a Univibe. No one would use a Univibe. I've never met a dude that uses a Univibe. And, like, I have a Univibe, and I wanted it because it was, like, one of five, and it had a voodoo doll on it, and it had sparkles. And it was the cheapest Univibe I've ever seen in my life. And now a Univibe kind of sounds like a phaser, so it sounds like a swishing, like a swoosh, swoosh while you're playing a little bit, and you can adjust the parameters of it. What's really different is the way it's generating the effect, which in a univibe is a light bulb dimming on and off. So as the light bulb loses power, my signal effect loses power, creating a swishing effect, okay? Kind of like a tremolo or a phaser, kind of in that realm and uh i use that on let's go pogo when i do the you guys have heard it on here if you listen super cheesy sounding like i literally made that up being like sean you want every song to sound like this and it was Sean was like yes that yes <laughs> but like i think that's that's at least how I get that like pogo thing going. It just has that that almost see like sloppy seconds. If you listen, which we will to up next, we will too. We're gonna listen to them up next. The first album, Destroyed, it has a very unique sound. Like just listen to BA's voice. Listen to any other album and listen to that album. They sound like chipmunks. If you really think about it, you wouldn't notice it because it's not that bad. But then it's like, oh wow, this is awesome. Then you're like, wait, they do kind of sound like chipmunks. The song, the entire album is sped up in post. The entire album. So it's not as fast as spinning a 33 and a 30. 33 and a third at 45, but that sound that you get when you spin a slow record faster, they have that on the entire album, but a lesser ratio. And um, I've seen, what's his name? He has a stage name, if you will. Is it like Rock God or something? The big heavy dude from back in the day? He's on YouTube from time to time and talks about stuff. He even shows some of his parts. And uh, I've seen him talk about it because when he plays his parts, he explains that if you want to play along, and I can respect something like this, if you want to play along with the CD, you can't get in tune with it because it's not like he can tell you to tune a half step, whole step up because it, it wasn't done that way. It was done by speeding up the record. He doesn't even know who did it, or maybe he does. He he didn't say who did it, and he seemed like, I can't figure out why. Like, he wasn't really for it. But uh, the record got sped up, and uh, he plays an open note on his guitar through the YouTube microphone for you to hear as a reference because he knows what pitch to tune his guitar to because he played the goddamn thing and is on the recording even after it's sped up. So he gives you a reference note for you to then tune your entire guitar to for it to be in tune with the studio recording that is sped up. But they get that really high-pitched cheesy sound, if you will. That's how they achieve that, and we ain't doing that. I'm doing it with a goddamn chorus, delay, and fucking univibe, and we're gonna play some fucking goddamn sloppy seconds, and I know their latest guitar player will respect everything I'm saying. That motherfucker, you know he has a fucking Kellogg's guitar? Kellogg's cereal box guitar, so I think it was Fruit Loops. I think there's pictures of it at Pogo City Radio on our Instagram 
somewhere scrolling back, but he built his guitar and what did it have? Like Diadario pickups in it or something. I don't know, something active, something supercharged. And uh, he had, uh, but it's a Kellogg's box and he's got the pickups in it and the neck and he had on the neck where it would say like Fender, it said like Kellogg's and it, it was awesome. I talked to him about it for like a minute while he was leaving, like a literal minute while he was leaving. And uh, yeah, I don't really know the specs on it, but it was amazing. He's built lots of guitars. I don't know what he, he had to put, he didn't tell me this, but I would imagine he had to put some type of epoxy or lacquer because the guitar should the box should fall apart I feel like and I don't understand how he's capable of mounting pickups that would have some weight to them to just cardboard so like I feel like there had to be like rosin resin or whatever the fuck rosin not weed weed would be resin but I don't know I'd love to find out so uh, if you're out there let me know but let's get to some sloppy seconds now he is not on this recording because we're playing one from the first album destroyed and uh, this is the one that was sped up in post so do we want to play Comeback Tracy? Do we want to come running from the CIA? Black Roses, The Horror of Party Beach. Oh, what a great album. What a great album. Oh, so fucked up. All right, here's Sloppy Seconds. doing a twofer from the sloppy seconds john denver uh cover right here leaving on a jet plane sloppy seconds up next again twofer pogo city radio bitches play already god damn it
Sloppy seconds, two from them on Pogo City Radio, bitches. I'm sure we'll get in trouble for playing that one. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I got to see them like in pandemic era of shows. One of the best ones ever in Philly. Fucking sloppy seconds where you had to have like a fucking vaccine card to get in. Not their fault, Philadelphia's. But uh, yeah, it was an awesome show nonetheless. Very annoying putting on the mask as you would walk through the door and then taking it off because you know you're drinking or whatever in a bar and spitting all of each other and crowd surfing. But you know, the man says you gotta wear a mask. But yeah, America! <laughs> I think I'm stoned. But uh, yeah, I'm gonna get out of here. It's been fun, it's been fun. I will say though, so right, I wake up this morning and Jess is like, yo! I'm like, what? She's like, did you see what this bitch wrote on the Stormy post? Stormy is our dog. And I'm like, what? And it's like, blah, 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 blah. Irresponsible. Take care of your dog. Get a kennel. You shouldn't even have a dog. I'm like, what in the fuck? I'm like, well, Jessica, what did you post? She said, it's your post. I said, this shit is on my Facebook. I was like, what? And I was like, on what? And our dog, like, right in front of us got some, like, flashlight in her mouth in from my kids room when she was in the room with my kids and she, she the kids are like she has something in her mouth and Jessica goes running gets it my dog's th got her mouth shut and she's got like a white and like pink face and snout and a pit bull and it's glowing red like Rudolph I mean a bright red light coming from the center like of her nose like the side of her nose from her snout it was adorable and she would not open her mouth and it was shining bright as hell and we are dying and I'm like Stormy don't do that like that's how we're talking I'm like you're gonna choke and and Jess opens up her mouth because she's got like the jaws of life and fucking yo Jess gets anything out of this dog's mouth in like the blink of an eye she's just like out boom Stormy doesn't even mind she just opens up her mouth gets it out I'm like what is the hell is that right and we're like stormy you thief that bitch writes that i was like fuck you dude i fucking i fucking screenshot her nasty comment and i put it on my facebook and everyone was real mean to her and it made me feel better thank you yes she was mean be mean back mean lady bad mean lady bad Fuck that dumb cunt. Like, who the fuck are you? It wasn't even, like, someone we knew. I, like, never use hashtag. Jess is in the room. That's why I keep, like, looking off. But, uh, <laughs> it, like, I never, like, use hashtags. And I did. And fucking, it was, like, some dog fanatic. Fucking psycho dog cult people. Bitch, it's, like, it's, like. It's so weird because, like, we were obviously taking care of the dog because we were getting it out of her mouth. It wasn't like we were like, Stormy, you dumb bitch, and, like, backhanding her. We were like, Puppy, what are you doing? Bad? No. And she's, like, telling us we don't deserve to have puppies. It's like, you have a sad, pathetic life. But, yes, that's what I think. I think they're bitches. But, yes, mean, 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 bad. Yeah, we're going to leave. But uh, Jessica, what song should I play? Oh, I wanted to play Head Wound. Do you want to hear something else? Jessica? No? Okay. You, they, they, they can't see you if they hear your voice. You know that, right? She's desperate, des desperately, not desperately, extremely afraid to be seen on camera. So <laughs> she is in her robe with her pajamas on. That's, that's more of a her problem, not a me problem. Yo, I should just grab the camera and point it at you. <laughs> well, I, come hang out with me. Come hang out. We'll smoke and we'll hang out. Yo, let's. So, what did you think? What did you think of Lisa Frankenstein? It was awesome. It was fucking kick-ass. They can't hear you. You should get that mic over there. That one. Well, cause I, it, I was baiting you to getting a mic. 
That's what I was doing. But uh, yeah, okay. so Lisa Frankenstein, it came out for Valentine's Day. I don't know, Jude. I've said plenty of times they'll be saying, like, only in theaters January 14th. And then it's like, only in there that day. And then they say that, and it's in there for like a month. And then they say that, and it's in there for like two days. So we were under the impression that you could only see it these two days. And we went on a Thursday night. And no one was there. Eventually, three girls came and sat behind us. Were they girls? I didn't even yeah, know. it was. They looked of the emo variety. What twas I to judge? But uh, <laughs> and uh, but uh, yeah. Or should should I say? They weren't e-girls, Jesus Christ. But anyway, we were watching Lisa Frankenstein, and it was really fucking good. It was hilarious. Yeah, it I, was. It, I thought it was awesome. Yeah, like I, I thought it was really good. For anyone, so I don't want to either because I know they didn't see it. But I like, it was fucking and really good. It was like, good. Yeah, it was I liked it a lot. I will say I thought it would some. I thought I was playing on the Lisa Frank thing and it being the '80s, but it had nothing to do with like ponies and unicorns and. Bright colored <laughs> pink <laughs> things. No. It was just Lisa and Frankenstein, yeah, but not yeah. Lisa Frank. Yeah. <laughs> I it kept had calling to it do with Lisa Frank. I kept calling it Aunt Frank, and I did I not know. mean to do it on purpose. <laughs> it was just, I kept calling it Aunt Frankenstein. <laughs> but it sounds like a crazy Saturday Night Live skit. <laughs> but. <laughs> <laughs> Pardon my French, but you're an asshole. That's some stony <laughs> thinking right yeah. there. I like we said. I know no one has seen it because it's either already out of theaters. If it's in theaters, it's only been there for less than a week. Yeah. But it was like a Valentine's Day thing. I'm pretty sure. But our friend Cheyenne said she was going to see it. So I guess I don't know. Really? Yes. Yeah, she told us she was like, I'm gonna go see it, and I was like, oh. And last time we saw something, we were like, oh, that's only in theaters on this day. Yeah, and it wasn't. So yeah. I wasn't saying shit. I was, I was like, oh, have fun. But, <laughs> but I don't know. I don't know. It says only in theaters. But it was really good. Definitely go and see it. It's, it's all, it takes place in the 80s, and it's, uh, it's very 80s out. And uh, yeah, it's it was, awesome. It's, yeah, yeah, it was awesome. It was real it good. It is very 80s. It's yeah. very, it's very, I will it's say. Very dated. I will say for a while I was like, but see, this is really a this is a zombie. This this isn't a Frankenstein. And then I was like, yeah. ah. But yeah, definitely yeah. a good one. Go and see it. Come and see the spiky tops this Saturday. Yeah. What is it? February twenty fourth or some shit. Come see the spiky tops. <laughs> ah! No more sloppy seconds. Sloppy thirds. But. <laughs> But uh, yeah, where are the Spiky Dobbs playing and stuff? We are playing in Carney, and it is a Poor Man Inc. show at Jimmy's Lounge on Midland Avenue in Carney. Fear God's The Way of the Graveyard School, Spiky Tops Bride Riot. That is next Saturday, February 24th, 7.30, $15. We also got that show with Riverside Odds in May. If you guys enjoyed the show, please give it a share. Go check out all those bands on their Spotify's and band camps and uh, go give their catalog a further look. Who did we play? We played Riverside Odds, Fear Gods, The Misos, Spiky Tops, Sloppy seconds. Uh, I don't know if we played anyone else besides whoever we're going to play up next. But, uh, yeah, you guys can go to pogocityhq.com. We got some MP3s up there. Old Spiky Tops recordings are up there. We got some uh, one-sided recordings up there, some parasitics, uh, fucking bedlam punks, some stuff that's not on Spotify. Go check that out. You can also get a link to the Pogo shop there. And uh, yeah, people getting their shirts looking good. So you can go order a Pogo shirt. We are going to have Spiky Top shirts in hand at some point. I don't think they'd be ready for Saturday. It'd be cool if they are. But I don't know that they will. They'll be ready for May, though. But uh, come out Saturday. Support all the bands. Like I said, it's a bar. 21 and older. Can't wait, bitches. Uh, yeah, we're going to get out of here with Head Wound. We opened up with Fear God's Head Wound. 
Johnny from Fear Gods on drums in this. So, uh, yeah, they played at uh, Jimmy's Lounge where we are playing. I'm pretty sure that would have been their last show. Not not like they don't play, like just the last show they've played, but that was a few years ago now. And, uh, yeah, we're going to get out of here with probably Tuckabuck, I'm thinking. I'm thinking Bergen County. Uh, oh, thinking and drinking. We're going to go thinking and drinking. Head wound, thinking and drinking. This is one coming out of Jersey that we used to play on here religiously, and, you know, we've somehow gotten away from, but uh, leaving you guys with some head wound. Also, give us a uh, like and review on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. A nice comment would be great. Follow the social medias at Pogo City Radio on fucking TikTok and threads too because, you know, why not bitches? But, uh, yeah, we getting out of here with head wound, thinking, and drinking. Thanks for sticking around. <laughs>